All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Aaron Kronikin. Hello. And Matt McNeil. Hi. On today's episode, we review possibly the most boring movie of all time. No, not possibly. On today's episode, we reviewed the most boring movie of Mike, all time. you watched Only God Forgives. I literally have not been this bored watching a movie since you made us watch Cold Mountain. Okay. First of all, number one, Cold Mountain's a good movie. No, it's not. And a great movie. <laughs> no, okay, it's not. check it out, though. Check it out. Ooh. Brr, gosh, this is... I'm, I'm so uh, high on this cliff right now. What movie was that? <laughs> uh, Cold Cliff, <laughs> apparently? No. Cold Mountain. Oh. Mountains of cliffs and peaks and valleys. Mm. Duh. Do a geography lesson for once. <laughs> I have no reason to do a geography lesson. Well, obviously you do, because you don't know what a mountain is. Anyway, I have seen God Forgives. This is more boring. This is also better made. God Forgives is more entertaining. Only God Forgives. What? I said it. No, then you, this. You're then wrong. This. You're so then wrong. This. Have you seen, did you see this movie? Yes, I did. Did no, but, you? But, but I fell asleep. You got to <laughs> you got to re- remember that this is Aaron's type of movie. He loves these boring, stupid movies, dude. Yeah, but did you watch it? <laughs> Listen, I picked a movie and, and I get available it, yes. to stream for free that I'd never seen before that had an interesting trailer. I mean, what do you want me to do? Pick another classic so we can all have a love fest and give it eights and nines? No. Yes. But you could you could not pick this. That'd be cool. Well, I did. Uh, so speaking, here we are. Speaking of the movie that we did watch, it is Childhood of a Leader. I would have rather have seen Childhood of a Liter of Cola. Uh, the bottling uh, process. That would have been more exciting than this movie. <clears throat> anyway, Childhood of a Leader. Coming, uh, we're reviewing that later in this episode. We have movies coming out to, the, uh, I'm sorry, DVDs on this episode. We've joked about it before the show. Yeah. And it fudged me up. It did. It did. Fudged yourself up. And then we have a, uh, do you guys want to do a segment of movies coming to, or uh, not movies coming to, but what have we seen lately? Sure, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yes. Have you seen anything lately? Yeah. I've, okay. watched, I've watched some stuff. Cool. But before that, what are the movies coming out to theaters? DVDs. Sorry it's to disappoint DVDs. you guys again. It's more bad stuff, just like the rest of the year. Uh, unless you're a big fan of my boy D. Quaid. The uh, Intruder? D. Quaid, D. Quaid. Oh, right. Derek. No. Derek Quaid. Yeah, Derek Quaid. Yeah. Defensive lineman. God, no. Uh, Dennis Quaid has one of his... Uh, remember that he had like two movies in theaters at the... How in the hell... Did Dennis Quaid have two movies in the theater at the same time? Because Both of them suck. He's omnipotent. Yeah, ah. he is one with the Quaid, and mm. we are one with the D. Or he has. An <laughs> I am not one with the D. I think I he, don't ever want to be associated with being one with the D. Why? Please. Tenacious D is an amazing band. Yeah, oh. dude. That's, that's I mean, that's yeah, that's hyperbole. 
Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Huh. I thought it was hyperbole. <laughs> also coming out. Yeah. Long shot. Starring Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Oh. I bet it's a man. long shot that any of us will see that. Da dum We don't have sounders on today's episode. Don't worry, I got you covered. Or you could do this one. <laughs> Fake laugh. Yeah, Stewie. Yeah, that's good. Good, good, good. Also coming out, Ugly Dolls. But you'll be excited to know this is the sing-along edition. Oh, actually. Okay, time out, time out, time out. It's titled Ugly Dolls. I thought that that was a horror film. And when you said sing-along edition. No, it's got these. No, it's like a child's movie. I would hope so. But could you imagine like a (laughs) sing-along Sing-along slasher movie. (laughs) I actually want that to happen I do too, right? Like, he's gonna come kill us. He's gonna come. As they're Just, boarding up their houses. Yeah. <laughs> Big stage play numbers. Yeah. Ho- Hollywood, we, we keep giving you these are golden, golden yeah. ideas. This and, is the most golden of and them And you keep passing them up. Also coming out, ugh, a movie called El Chicano. El Chicano. Say it, uh, Say it. Say it. It. <laughs> And the uh, tagline for this movie, our streets, our fight, our hero. El Chicano, our Starring street, whom? our fight, our hero. This is not a joke. This is going to sound like a terribly un-PC joke, but this movie stars George Lopez. <laughs> El Chicano. I didn't realize that George Lopez was still making movies. Yep. I didn't. Yeah, what happened to George Lopez? He had that Nickelodeon show, and then he kind of fell off. You mean the George Lopez show? Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're not all geniuses around here. Uh, That's it, coming to DVDs, though. My word. So you guys excited for any of these? Oh, Oh, mm -mm. I'm excited for El Chicano. I'm excited for the sing-along slasher movie that's not getting made. Dude. I did say, so... Behind behind the show. Time out. What? I'm I'm looking into this. El Chicano. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Dennis Quaid movie. I'm back on to yeah, the D Quaid. D Quaid, yeah. Uh, the tagline for that movie is, he moved out. He didn't move on. That's great. That, that then they be, also... So that, that is the what Mike is going to call that movie from now on because he can't differentiate between titles and taglines. Yes. They also say... They got somebody to quote on for the movie cover a reverse get out. No. So that's just he, he no. racist white people? No. <laughs> I mean, probably, but no. And then it says shocking alternate ending. No. Why do you have... I don't understand alternate endings. Bruh, did you watch Clue? Oh, I mean, in that situation, yeah. that's a little different. Oh, I'm sorry. A movie based on a board game that can have a million different endings? Yeah. I mean, it can that have That I understand. Or six. It can have six. Uh, sometimes. How many dr- characters are there? No. No, it can have more than six. Yeah. Listen. Well, I mean, I guess. The possibilities of weapons yeah, and people six and characters, places. Six weapons, six rooms. There's more than six rooms. 
do the math. That's at least 12, 18 different possibilities. There's way more than that. Yeah. That's what I said. Are we moving on? <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. Please. Yeah. Uh, no, behind the, uh, behind the show. Behind the show? Behind the, behind the scenes of our show? That's it. Uh, we're thinking about making a short film, guys. So we're going to do a sing-along slasher film. Oh, yeah. that was... I'm on oh. board. I thought That's that was just spitballing. No, Matt, we we decided just now. Okay. Yeah. Yep. On board. 100%. Could you imagine, though, there are endless possibilities for that? We need somebody who can write music, though. Because I can't. Sing. I can write. Dance. Make costumes. No, I don't think we have to do dancing. This is sing-along. This isn't Mamma Mia. No, but I want like I, I want us to break into La La Land oh, type see, of full Aaron, on. Aaron wants us to go full Broadway. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what is a name for said slasher film? I don't know. Just make it just whatever we want to call the movie and then put the sing-along after. Cool. Diabetes, the sing-along. Yeah. It literally works for anything. Yeah. Stage three cancer, the sing along. Okay, wow. Okay, <laughs> I mean, these are all bad taste jokes now. Yeah, we're getting into that territory. Yeah, people do die from that though. Yeah, they had a whole like Scrubs episode. I don't think it was cancer, but it was something. But it was like the the there was something wrong in the lady's head, so everybody else yep. was singing. Yeah, that was the greatest episode of Scrubs ever. You know, what? they were all great. Yeah. Scrubs was such a good show. But that was the greatest. You know the janitor was only supposed to be like a one episode character? I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, they're like, you know, you, you played along pretty well. I've been... We'll uh, bring you back for a little I've bit. I've been re-watching Bob's Burgers. I love that show. And the janitor made an appearance, the janitor from Scrubs, yeah, yeah. voiced a character in an episode that was a spoof of E.T., except it was a intelligent AI talking toilet. Yep. Instead of an alien. The janitor plays Max Flush. Max Flush. <laughs> Max thought, Flush is looking for a guys. toilet. Yep. I hate you guys. Uh, and then it? one of my favorite Bob's Burgers lines. Sorry to go on this tangent. This is but Teddy's like, oh, your name's Max Flush? His name's Bob Burger. Like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bob. Bob Burger. Who am I thinking about? <laughs> I love that show. I hate uh, that show. It's such so a good show. Good. All right, moving on. What yeah. have you seen lately? Uh, what have I seen lately? I started Stranger Things season three. Yeah, how are you liking it so far? I have not started it yet. It's good. It's good. It's more reminiscent of the first season than it is the second season. Okay. So it's there's that. It has that like because the first season, I think you're like caught up in like the wonderment of what this world that you're being. Yeah, it's all mysterious. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, this. You know, in the second season, it's kind of like. The aliens is this, version is where three it's the last season. You know what I mean? Does that mm. make sense? Mm -hmm. They doing more? Yeah, after I this? think I think three is they're done. Because yeah, I heard uh, I don't know where I read it, but uh, Netflix basically has said that they want to limit their original TV series to three, two, three, four seasons. They don't want, don't want to extend it to. Meanwhile, as Black Mirror is on its fifth season, I don't think that was was that a Netflix original. I think or was so. that just Netflix. Uh, it was picked, the rights. I think so. It was on BBC for like nine episodes, and mm -hmm. then I think Netflix bought them. Um, also, real quick, and they did say that obviously for the ones like the serial, the anthology type ones, they'll yeah 
keep going, but they want to keep putting fresh new content to keep the they, interest up. Mm. Uh, they're calling the Witcher series the new Game of Thrones that Netflix has, which I'll believe it when I see it. But I think it's reminiscent of it. It's a good story. Never played any of the games. I, I, I haven't either, but I hear it's a great story. Mm. It's got so monsters and stuff. And it's got Henry Cavill. Like... They're doing a lot of things right to stay relevant, in my opinion. Netflix is. They're trying. Yeah. They're doing a lot of <clears throat> things wrong. True. Like what? I, like, for instance, Murder I would mystery. rather have... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would rather have a few good movies a year rather than 500 subpar to really bad well, movies. Like, pool your money. Don't spend... Apparently ten dollars because that's what it feels like sometimes their budget is on a hundred movies. Pool that money and make one better movie. They get more talent. They're doing that. Yeah, they're doing. They're that. giving us like three good big budget movies a year, and then the rest is just bad, bad. Eh, I don't know about bad, 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 bad. Hmm. Um. I also saw Toy Story four. Oh, you went to the theater? I went to the theater. How subpar was that? I think I liked, like, I think one, two, and three are pretty even throughout. Like, you know, like, there's not a drop off between movies. I think there was a little bit of a drop off in this Did one. Did this feel like a nostalgic cash grab? Uh, um, no. So felt like it Did it, it feel completely unnecessary? Yes. But the way the story that they told is still a great story because it tied up even more loose ends that you forgot about. From. They could have tied it up pretty easily in number three. They yeah. could have. Because yeah. they're toys yeah. in an incinerator. The plastic melts. Anyway, it would have melted instantly. Anyway, they <laughs> they tied up loose ends that you don't, like that you, you might not have even remembered from like movie one or two. And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool that they went full circle in that way. Mm. Um, but... And it, it, it kind of, like, every toy wants a kid, and it kind of, like, ex- explored that theme mm. a little bit more. Mm. Um, mm. So it, it, it's, a, it's a movie worth watching, for sure. Mm. Um, I just, I think, like, the first three, like, the Holy Trinity, and then this is, like, I don't know, a cousin. Well, you have the first one. Don't. Number two is classic. Dude, number three is also really, really good. No. Uh, it's okay. Movie sucked. Um, I watched the the Curse of Blah Snorona. <laughs> yeah, why would you? That's do that? not the title. It's not, but that's how I felt about it. Because that movie is the Time most dumbest. Out. What? You make fun of me. Why would you pick this movie? Did you see the atrocious Rotten Tomatoes score? You watched the Curse of La. Yularona. <laughs> yes, but I did not see the Rotten Tomato scores beforehand. No, but you not. knew gosh darn well that it couldn't I... have possibly scored well. Uh, He's not admitting it. <laughs> Here's the thing about that movie is they wasted a perfectly good premise to make a movie that felt like it should have come out in like 2008 because they, they only rely on jump scares and... and 
completely abandoned the. You could tell from the trailer that that's what I never they... saw any trailers oh. for it. I saw. The I literally. Oh, maybe I saw. What did I see? I saw it in theaters. They showed the trailer. Anyways, I literally went into this movie completely blind, not knowing anything about it. I didn't know that it was tied into the Conjuring universe. Like I didn't know anything. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, they tied this in like some throwaway line where they mention Annabelle. That's how they tie it in. Uh, I thought just it was... so that for the marketing campaign uh-huh. they could say it's part of the Conjuring universe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yep. Uh, and I thought like for the opening, the opening scene, like the first five minutes, I was like, okay, I can get on board. Like this creepy Mexican folklore horror story. Like, cool, I'm on board with that. And then they just waste that premise on just a bunch of cheap jump scares. I literally like I counted. There were in the span of like thirty seconds. They threw in at least three terrible jump scares at one point in this movie, and I was like, "Well, good job, good job." Way to set uh, horror movies back again, right? Like y- y- we're we're on. A, uh, admittedly, I'm not the biggest horror fan. Surprise! <laughs> but hold on, what did that guy at work say to you? Like for someone who hates horror movies, you should yeah. spend a lot of time watching them. I do because it's like I felt like I was on this crusade. Like there has to be some good horror movies. There are a and lot. And I feel of good like in the movies. in recent years, because you've gotten more creative directors with creative control, they've given the the freedom to do what they want. It's been on an upward path, and then you get movies like this. Where it's like, hey, we're still gonna do this bad stuff that you expect that everybody hates, mm-hmm. except for little kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, first of all, just to respond to that, there are a lot of good horror movies. You just don't like any of them, uh, mm. and secondly, you are correct. Like this movie did feel very late. 2000s where that like the over reliance on jump scares was literally the gimmick and that was all horror movies were and most of them that came out during the the mid to late 2000s were awful um but there are a lot of good horror movies out there um both from back in the day and that are still coming out now Aaron is just an old grandpa who doesn't like I just movies. said that if, for, I mean, recently there have been some really good stuff. Anyways, moving on. What oh, I've yeah. watched lately, uh, because I'm trying to keep up with 2019 movies. Boring. That was the other reason why yeah. I watched that. Well, stupid. yeah. So I watched uh, a documentary that everybody's got on their top five of 2019 so far, Apollo 11. Like uh, newly released footage from the Apollo 11 mission because yeah. of the anniversary and uh, pass. I mean, yeah, it's cool to see, but the documentary about the Challenger have it just be five minutes long. Whoa, That's a terrible touch. joke, my man. They made they did make a movie about the Challenger. Did they? Yeah, about. Oh. I have no idea if it's true. Some guy was trying to stop the launch and telling him there was this problem. Oh, I guarantee you that that's all drama. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. And that's why it wasn't released mainstream. Ah. But, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't get the hype of this documentary didn't say anything new. It didn't show us anything that 
we hadn't already known. It didn't even have interviews with anybody. It was just showing footage. It's the final frontier, man. We've seen it all. Space. We just haven't seen this version of it. So pass on that one. I was excited about that, but yeah. All right, you guys are ready to jump in. Jump in. No, can we stall for another half hour and nope. then just end the nope. show? No, nope. let's just end the show. Okay. Tell nope. your friends. See you. Childhood of a Leader is the film that we're reviewing today. Before I jump in wholeheartedly, let's uh, plug our website. If you want to request a movie, go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You can request a movie right on our homepage. Uh, any movie that you think we would like, you think we would hate, please request it. Again, that's moviereviewcrew.com. Oh, real quick. Uh, in addition to that, I did see a movie. I was scrolling through Hulu trying to find a movie to watch. Yeah. And I came across one that I'm not going to pick it, so I'm going to rely on you, the audience, to request it, and then it'll get picked eventually. It's called The Man Who Killed Hitler and, and Then, then Big the Bigfoot. We've talked about this before. I, I don't... Why wouldn't you pick this? Because... It's apparently not as um, ridiculous as the title makes it sound. Oh, really? Like it's, a, it's a straight oh, forward type boo. of movie. Yeah. Okay, never mind, audience. Yeah. So Childhood of a Leader, it's a 2015 film, hour and 55 minutes long. It's a drama, also a snooze fest. A chronicle of the... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, all right, listen. 6.2 on IMDb, not terrible, Everything has a 6.2 on IMDb. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes from, from critics. critics. Not bad. It first time writer-director. It won the Best New Feature Award. It has recognizable characters. It has one. Yeah, and I like that guy. The Onion Knight. Sir Davos Seaworth. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, well, I just said a different way. <laughs> so, I mean, excuse me for picking a going out on a limb and picking a new you movie I'd never not seen. excused. Remember, every time, every time one of us goes out on a limb to Man, pick a movie that we haven't your seen, mom polishes rocks in heck. Uh, a chronicle of the childhood of a post World War One leader, director Brady Corbett Corbet Corbet. Corbet. He's French. His, he's American. He's probably his brother's Brody Sorbet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Brody Sorbet. Yeah, Brady Corbet. Brody Sorbet. No, you don't get it. Well, we get it. Written by Mona Fastvold and that's his wife. Brady Corbet. Starring Berenice Bejo. Liam Cunningham, a.k.a. C. Davos Seaworth. Sir Davos. C. Davos? Yeah. C. Davos Seaworth. Anyway, that's about it. He did have the greatest line in all of Game of Thrones, though. It's pretty early on, and somebody says something, 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 and they say less when they should have said fewer, (laughs) and then he just turns to them and says, fewer. And I was like, oh, he's my favorite character now. Well, there was a study of that character, and it was like... That was actually a really big turning point for him because he didn't learn how to read or read or or, or how to speak properly when he was young. Mm. That's why the what the Baratheon who is his name? What is I his don't name? Know. Stannis. Stannis's daughter had taught him how to read, and so it's like his character's coming full circle because he's now correcting people's English. Oh. It's really great, dude. Then like 
that was one of the turning points for him. Got you. Anyway, uh, Robert Pattinson also makes a, an appearance or two in this film. Right? He's in the yeah. last five minutes of the movie. He's, He's in the first five minutes and yeah. in the middle Is he? and in the last. Oh my God. This movie is so boring. Matt, did you watch the movie? I did. I did. Did you? I did. Mm, I didn't. I watched an hour and a half, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> so there's that. The movie's only an hour and a half long, it's you not. liar. It's two hours. It's two hours. It's hour and two 50. very long hours. Hour and 55 minutes. Okay. All right. Yeah, get out of here. Critics' consensus of the childhood of a leader. The childhood of a leader mirrors the rise of fascism in post-World War One Europe. No, it doesn't. With a well-acted, confidently crafted look at one young man's unsettling coming of age. Uh, critics give it 89%, giving it a 7.44 out of 10, and an audience score of 53%, giving it a 6.3. So, Aaron, you picked this. It's on Hulu to stream if our audience would like to yeah, view it correctly. Or if you have different tastes than what all of us do, because our review probably will not lead you to viewing this. All right, let's rate it. So I first thoughts, I like I said I picked. It's got decent scores, a good critic score. It was on like the top of this top ten list of 2015. It was on. I saw an article of the best original scores of the 21st century, and this was on there in the top 25. So I was like, hey, I'll give it a shot. I want to start paying attention to the more supporting factors of a movie like the because i i tend to just get lost in story and characters and not pay as much attention to the music or the lighting or the way the shots are established so i wanted to pick one thing which in this case was the original score and see how that would help but i picked a Bags. Yeah. On the bright side, it is, is a great score for is. a different movie. I'm yeah. going to give it a pretty <laughs> list. <laughs> because the score didn't necessarily fit what was going on it, it in the, been, in, on screen. This, this score would have been great in a horror movie. I legitimately started this movie last night at 11 p.m. And I was like, oh, damn, this is eerie as hell. Did I, am I watching a horror movie alone <laughs> at night yeah, it, by myself? And I think no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> you weren't. Ten minutes later, I realized I wasn't. So now we know Mike did not fall asleep. He got scared and stopped watching. Yes, exactly the exactly the case. Like um, even the the cover art looks yeah, like yeah. And but if you and and this guy, I watched some interviews with this director, and he why? seems like to because you've seen. Well, you haven't seen it. You've seen the movie, Matt. What? I have, dude. I <laughs> have. Yeah. So I was so like, okay, what you... was this guy going for? Because a lot of what I saw, I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? He feels like it, it felt like a pretentious guy thinking he was saying something more than what he was showing. Yeah. And so he was like a uh, uh, Darren Aronofsky light. Kind, kind of. of, but more like I—I uh, <laughs> I don't even know who to compare him to. I don't know. It just—it felt like, and I think he'd be the type to say, "Well, yeah, I wanted that horror atmosphere because it's the horror of this rise of fascism." But it's not that. It's a, It's a. 
rotten child that, yes, sure, he grows in to be a fascist leader, but that's not the rise of fascism post-World War One, Right. It's and just, I mean, it doesn't, it, it kind of dips its toes into the climate that might have lent itself but, to the rise of fascism. But it, it dips its toe in a in from an American perspective because his yes. it, the kid's dad is there on behalf of Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson. Wilson. Yes. Like it okay, so so kind of to piggyback off of what Aaron has been saying, my first and foremost, this period this time period, Hollywood is out of ideas. Like everything about Post World War One, going into World War Two, it's all been explored. There's nothing m- interesting. There's nothing interesting to say about this time period anymore in Hollywood. So the man who killed Hitler and and, and, and then the Bigfoot. Yeah, oh, that's I not Post World War One because if he killed Hitler, um, it'd be post. Um, what what happened after World War One? World War II. I mean, te- okay, oh! technically. Oh! <laughs> all right. Technically, all right. we're still in Post World War One. Sure. Hmm. Um, we're out of ideas. The, all right, listen. The period of time in between World Wars One and Two <laughs> oh. have been explored. There's nothing left to say about it, and and that's the biggest. I'll be honest. I can't even name like five movies from that time. Oh, there's so many. Name one. Childhood of Leader. <laughs> name two. Oh, I couldn't. Uh, See, <laughs> Schindler's List. Name another that's one. Not, uh, that's not. That's World War Two, but th- th- it's that, that in it of itself no, that, is World War Two. Okay, look the, and you named the most famous one of them all. There are others, but I, I well, the my, thing is that it's what, early in the what morning. he tried to, yes, and actually going about it from an American viewpoint, I don't think is that bad because, it, his audience was, American audience. He's an American director and. The fact that these Americans are going in there pretending to be like these these agents of peace when when really all they did was Americans. piss off every yeah. European like no this isn't the way we should be doing this and and by the way why are you deciding this <laughs> right well because they're Americans they're yes world police anyway so I don't think it was that bad but, of an idea and they kind of touched on that where it's like and and like I said they just barely dipped their toes into it how. Uh, you've got all of these different political viewpoints and religious viewpoints and this nationalism that's being interrupted or disrupted because of these redrawings of borders during the Treaty of Versailles or these peace conferences. And But they don't go into that. And no. it, and it, but the, it, it does kind of establish, hey, this is kind of a the grounds for a, a Europe that's, Ripe for the coming of a leader, but but the and 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 the problem that the movie has is that it does not stick to its own premise. Like that's the story that it sets up to try to, or it doesn't even set it up. That's the story that the the pre, like reading the synopsis makes you think it's going to tell. But really, this story is about a bratty kid who gets away with everything and never gets his ass beat, and then we. At time skip fifteen years at the end of the movie, and then boom, he's Hitler. Like that's it's, it's the it's dumbest a, thing ever. It's a family drama about a sociopath child. Yes, yes. Uh, the, this, who, this kid he, meets all the signs of being a serial killer. Yep, not of being a fascist. And he and it's it's sure it, it's interesting character development between like what this kid is seeing and what he finds out and how smart he is. Like he 
Mike didn't finish the movie. So what we find out at the end of the movie is that we're, we're led to believe he's the son of Sir Davos. Thank you. Who I honestly couldn't tell you the character's name in this movie. It's just the father. The father. Oh, okay. yeah, no, no, okay. Nobody, nobody has names. Well, the son does. They call him Prescott. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, the, the he's, we're led to believe he's Liam Cunningham's son and then the mother's son. It turns out she had an affair with Robert Pattinson, and he's actually the child's biological father because at the end of the movie, we're shown him grown up, and he looks identical to Robert Pattinson because he's played by him. So it and it's like he sees his father probably having an affair with his uh, French teacher and like this whole family screwed up. N- neither of the parents want the child and they just treat him as such. Uh-huh. So this, this is the, the very first thing that I noticed about this movie is that it's just about some privileged asshole who never gets his comeuppance as a child and then turns into a fascist. And I was like, this is the wrong time period to set this movie. They should set it right now because we're kind of living through that right well, now. Well, and I think... Well, and that's what the director said. He used it. I mean, this is... 2015. <laughs> <laughs> this, okay, it's not that funny, but in an interview, <laughs> okay. he was talking about how what he was trying to do is is kind of mirror what we're seeing now in the way... Uh, what has happened in America, and at the time... <laughs> I, I, I appreciate we were, your attempts to be apolitical. <laughs> at the time, we were going through a certain election, and the director <laughs> was talking about how he wanted it to... It, it wasn't a full-blown horror, but the thoughts and the fear of... Yeah, of, of Trump being president. And, and he even said, I don't think he'll ever win, but it's scary that there's enough of a support that Spoiler he got this alert. far. Mm-hmm. So that's yes, that's absolutely what it was meant to be. Was this mirror of what's happening right now? But it doesn't. It doesn't make sense in the time period that they set the movie in. They should have set it in a more. Mo- and you don't even have to necessarily make it completely mirror the 2016 election if you don't want to. You could still set it in another country, do whatever you need to do. But setting it in post World War One Europe, like. The fact that they they literally they take this kid and turn him into Hitler at the end of the movie is both confusing and frustrating because I, as kind of a person who loves to to study history and and, and dive into that stuff, just the fact that they completely said, "Ah, we're, we're going to ignore you know the actual historical accuracy to insert this." family drama story into it that just well they didn't add it wasn't hitler he was just a fascist leader yeah, and but the it, whole idea was that you're looking at this terrible sociopathic child and the fact that the country was so at this point fractured and desperate for yes, some sort but, of leader but what other that, but what other uh fascistic leader are you going to insert into post-world war one europe well, if they would have just, if they wanted to be Hitler, they would have just made it Hitler and put swastikas on everything. I mean, they basically did. They just instead they of- used the idea of a guy like Hitler getting into that position of leadership. But as far as I know, Hitler was not a bratty sociopathic child. He was actually a pretty smart guy. He just was a terrible guy. Yes, but the fact is, the the overarching theme of it is that. 
an obvious something's obviously not right with this child, but this country that's desperate for change and for leadership that in this political climate is what allowed somebody so terrible to be in a position of such power. Right. Parents whoop your kids ass every now and then. Or no, just be parents. He doesn't even need an ass whipping. He just needs parents. He needs somebody to be around. He's raised by nannies that do nothing but make excuses for him. And he's just pawned off on all these different teachers. And and mom's always locked in a room with a migraine. Dad's always away doing whatever. And this child's raising himself. Of course, he's going to lash out. And then excuses are made for him. So he keeps pushing the boundaries. Word. Whoop your kid's ass. Well, I mean, the dad did try. <laughs> he did. Not very hard. Because well, then he broke his kid. Well, the kid faked it. Right. And like as, as, soon, as soon as the kid starts acting like he's hurt, the dad's... I'm like, no, you, you ain't hurt. Because I didn't. he didn't even like touch him. He, the kid just throws himself on the ground and is acting like his arm's broken. No, stop it. So many things about this movie just make me angry. <laughs> Well, the kid was the kid knew what he was doing. He was well, yeah, manipulating them the entire time. Yes, and 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 the fact that the grown-ups in the room don't do anything about it. Like any logical adult would be like, "No, I'm not dealing with this. We're putting a stop to I it mean, but right now." Also, what this is 1920, something like that. Rationale what? has not changed. Between. I mean, dude, they thought ghosts were in their blood. Just in 1920? Saying. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, uh, like, I and bet. I was a little disappointed. Like, I maybe thought, in like Victorian Europe. I thought the trailer led me to believe there would be more of a Good weird movie. religious aspect to it because the trailer showed. You remember the one scene of these people marching with these cloth masks and mm-hmm. these giant black? It had nothing to do with it. Like the the trailer. Like, yes, he talked to the priest and was supposed to apologize, and I don't there know. was no point in it. And then uh, maybe maybe you can explain the decision-making behind this at the very, 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 very end of the movie. There were a lot of... If you're talking about camera angles and, and the way they did things... Because I, I know... There were a lot of things. Like, what I the know, hell are you doing? I know Mike didn't <laughs> didn't make it this far, but... Please, the, just go watch the end of it. Because the, the this very, is a legitimate shot the, from a professional <laughs> director who got paid to do this. The very, very, very last thing in the movie, after Robert Pattinson gets out of his car in the motor, motorcade and says, I'm going to walk from here, the camera then, it switches to like this weird handheld camera view, mm-hmm. and it literally just does this. Tumbles. It tumbles. And and in the uh, what I read For on no, IMDb, no they're like, oh, they uh, passed a handheld camera throughout the crowd why i don't know and why remember at one point he's walking with his uh tutor his french tutor uh-huh and he looks across the field and then it's this weird yes. unfocused yeah, shot yes. of yeah. them it's uh, like what the hell now there's this is like what crappy first person monsters do in bad sci-fi movies this, <laughs> it, it, it is definitely like there were some weird so, camera choice but but on the flip side of that, there were also some really, really good shots. A lot of the cam- most of the camera work was very, very well done, and with good lighting, good uh, set design, it it was a good looking movie. It was oddly paced, and some of the camera, like the, it was very oddly paced. Some of those uh, decisions to, for what it was just weird. At one point, I 
I I don't normally get motion sickness from a movie, but at one point it was. Remember at the end when they were there were all these when the camera on. tumbles. We just talked about no that. no no no. But before that, when they're signing these documents in this big circular room and it kind of the camera's looking at this top of this oh, big yeah, yeah, glass yeah, 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 and yeah. it just spins and it does and that then more it than flips once. down and spins and spins and spins I'm like gee many Christmas come on yep like these guys are just they're just old dudes sitting around signing pa- signing papers we don't need this fake action and then it's old guys walking downstairs and yet again this awesome score comes in mm-hmm. and it's like this doesn't fit I know you're trying to make it we get like how how impactful and how scary the thought of these leaders coming to power are, but it's not as exciting or frightening as you like to make it in this movie. Yes, I think a little. Uh, I concur. Like less over the head or on the head. The on the, the, nose. the music very much put the message of the movie like they slap you in the face with it. Exactly. And and here's a topic that yeah, pretty scary in thought, scary in like reality. Eh, like you know, it's not gonna come out and murder you at any time. But right. here's the music that tells you it might. <laughs> right. And 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 that that actually, uh, looking back, hindsight, it was a little cringy. I remember when we did our our episode of Body Snatchers. Wait, our episode was cringy. No, what some oh. some something that I said uh, was a little cringy, and I I would like to redact. That from the record, because uh, when we did our body snatchers episode, I was like, "Oh, the loss of individuality is so—it's it, a scary thought." And going back, because I, I rewatched Body Snatchers again, and I'm like, "No, even the political message behind this, like, I can get behind that." Mm. So, some, uh, sometimes you say some stupid stuff, and well, it sometimes gets you get caught up in a movie, and <laughs> it's—I mean. I'm gonna make a tangent real yeah, quick. Yeah, do it. Stranger Things season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got a body snatchers vibe. Really? Huh. Yeah. That's, pretty, that that, that was a pretty quick tangent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it made me think of it, but yeah, that's, I was gonna say that earlier. Uh, but no, it's. I think you'd like it. All right, you should start. It. I, there, I I will. And I I understand that there are different types of fear, and there are there's. There's like horror movie fear and then there's this type of fear supposedly of of (laughs) a leader that leads to the death of millions through world war but it just i think it missed its mark i i I don't think i know it missed its mark yes it's 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 largely emotionally void Mm -hmm. it just like the main character and a lot of the acting, the little kid actually, I I will admit, the kid was not terrible, and they did a good job by getting a bilingual child that could pull off the French and the English. The mom was fine enough. Uh, Sir Davos, he, I I feel like he had a hard time hiding his accent. I was going to say, an dude, American. <laughs> a few times I the, think and he, it was he had it is a hard... a, when he would say your or our, it would. Leak into the way he said his R's. So, and it was a lot of times it was when he was showing emotion, and it was like he was it was, he was getting too caught up in in showing the the emotion he was trying to show and and losing the accent. And I, you could yes. tell throughout the movie, it yeah. wasn't one or two times; it was throughout. Right. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I guess to his benefit, 
he is not in the movie a lot um, because it's mostly the movie mostly centers around the kid and his mom and the teacher and then the dad shows up every every now and then to have a couple of speaking lines and then he leaves Um, also here's a quick tangent Robert Pattinson is is English right he's not American I don't know yes True. He, he's English. Yes. True. Okay. I don't know where he was born. He is somewhere. Uh, in right. Okay. So I, I honestly thought he had a hard time doing an English accent in this one. Uh oh. I I think he did, which is interesting to you think. You know, about. there are like uh, a million. Yes. Many many different forms of what you're calling an English accent. I'm sorry, a British accent, a UK accent. If it, if he doesn't sound like John Oliver, it's not English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Do we want to? So we're getting close on time. Yeah, I mean, there's not really, there's not really a whole lot to say. Like, it's a it's a very well made movie that is just completely uninteresting in every way. I yeah, and I can see why the critics. I I I can't see why they scored it the way they scored it. I can see why they were excited about this being a first-time director in the future he has. I will say, though, I watched his next movie that he made. He made Vox Lux with Natalie Portman. Uh, I heard heard that one was also critically acclaimed. Uh, Yeah, I think they were kind of lukewarm on it. And it was, uh, same thing, a good-looking movie and trying to tell a message. But again, the acting was great. Looked great. The filmmaking well, was great. I don't know if you can say the acting was great. It was. When you've got Natalie Portman in it. She was very good in it, and so was Jude Law. And she somehow and learned to act. Stacey Martin. Oh, I'm sorry. Academy Award winning Natalie Portman. Didn't need to learn <laughs> how to know. But it was the same thing. Like it was trying to tell a message about. Uh, well, I don't know how growing up in the biz of music makes you. Is a poison way to grow up. Who knows what his message? I think the same thing. It missed its mark. Mm. I think he he has messages to tell and doesn't know how to tell them. <laughs> at least from what he I've should, seen. So, so so basically, he should stop writing his movies and just direct them. Uh, yes, I would be fine with that because he he is good behind the camera, except for a few weird choices. After after seeing this movie, I would say don't let him direct ever again. Really, dead serious. Because of the goofy things. They're like, if if your director has complete and total c- creative control, why the hell did he do what he do? You know what I mean? Hmm. I'm sure he so, had a reason. It just didn't. So in, in the case in the case of this director, would you say that a little bit of, of of studio meddling would have been good for him? I think so. I think so. Hmm. Pattinson was born in London, by the way. See, English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, Yes, by, by definition, anybody born in England mm-hmm. is English. Okay. I don't see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just write it. Yeah. It's, it's like that mountain cliff thing. Yeah. yeah. We're on the same page. You guys are just saying it weird. Um, so, Mike, you, you watched three quarters of the movie, so give it three quarters of a score. I'm going to give it a full effing score, okay? <laughs> he watched it more than three quarters. Hour and a half out of hour 55. Uh, he missed the ending, which they he really did not land. So what that, was the, what so. was the last what was the last thing in the movie that you saw? Mm, I don't remember. Did you did did you get to the point where he kills his mom? No. Okay, so it's it was insinuated. It's it was insinuated oddly that he kills his mom. 
framed in I might have been three stages in out of that part. It was. It was. Remember, it was, the end it was staged stage, as, yeah. as tantrum one, tantrum two, tantrum three. So it was, it was the, the okay. end of the second one. I remember he had touched the teacher's booby. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And she was kind of pissed about that. Yeah. And then there was something else. So tantrum three was. Uh, he, they have their party after the Treaty of Versailles, and they. She asks him to lead them in prayer, and he refuses, and screams and says, "I don't believe in prayer anymore." And then she comes to take him away and he smacks her in the head with a rock and she falls down bleeding. And then it cuts to Robert Pattinson in full Well, not not quite. It doesn't it not quite. Oh, then they chase because him around the house. They, they chase him around the house. He runs up the stairs and trips. Fake falls again to It's like anytime oh. he's in trouble, he manipulates the crowd is, by is Ooh, I got hurt again. Does he vomit at that point? No. No, no, that, that was, was before. Earlier. That okay. was in the second tantrum. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I made it to the third one then. Hmm. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. Uh, but for that reason, I'm going to give this movie a solid three. Pacing issues, weird score, weird shots, decent acting, weird mm-hmm. accents. It's I, I should probably give it a lower score. Yeah, you probably should. I'm just I'm sticking with the three. That's what my gut <laughs> yeah, tells the, me. That's what my gut tells me. I'll give that a solid the, B. For the reasons three. I picked it, I... I mean, the score was awesome, and yep. I even I went and listened to it in its entirety more than once because it's really that good. But it's not if you could just listen to it and just not remember it as part of this movie, right? Because it doesn't fit. But I give it. There were there were good things about it. It just as as a whole, it didn't work. And I say four and a half because of at moments very good cinematography and lighting and camera work. At moments atrocious. Decisions with the camera work. Yes. Hey, mm-hmm. It was uh, four and a half. Was Steve supposed to be here for this one? No. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just <laughs> wow. <laughs> so hour in, you're trying to throw some. What you like? He's still trying desperately to find excuses. Like I didn't really even have to finish it, guys. Steve was supposed to be. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. No, he just screwed no. up. No. Uh, so. I agree with both of you on every point that you've made. However, I am going to give it a lower score than both of you. Okay. Um, the like Aaron said, the music is fantastic, but it's in the wrong movie. Uh, yep. This definitely belongs in. Uh, th- this sounds like a movie, like a soundtrack that would be in like a, a, a an '80s slasher film, and sure. I love it. But it doesn't fit in this movie. The camera work at times very very good. At times, very very bad. The whole yes. like the 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 whole tumbling camera at the end of the movie is enough for me to complete almost completely disregard every good uh, camera work choice that they made. If your whole premise is to show what this child has become, show it. <laughs> Don't give us one second glimpse of him, right? As you know, in his full authority and power, and then, oh, oh, somebody dropped the camera. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're, they're like, kicking it around on the ground. Uh, And and the the acting, mostly pretty good. Uh, The kid was not the worst, but there have also been better kids. I'm going to give this a a, a 2.75. All right. So final score is a 3.42. Which is a D+. That's not a score of a D plus. I'm just saying it's in the bottom 
3.42. But our grading scale. It's in the bottom. Play us to you every it's time. in the bottom 25 ABC 275 movies. It's not no, a good movie. That should be an F. I'm just saying. None of us gave it yes. a bad enough score for I it have to a be scale enough. right here. We should go. Oh, Mike has a revised letter grade. He score. held up a paper with a bunch of scribbles and some. <laughs> that is not a. Right there, that one. Okay, that one right there. All right, right there. All right. Three point four two. Uh, we right. don't. We don't have our sounder on this episode. Hang on, I got it. Pop quiz, asshole. Thank you, Matt. Wow, that's perfect. Thanks, Keanu. This or Jeepers Creepers? Oh no. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh. Runaway. I don't remember what that one was. Oh no, that was the Tom Selleck. uh, (gasps) Yeah, yeah. Runaway. I think Runaway. Full mustachio glory. (laughs) The one with the robot. Yeah, the robots. Oh man, Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Oh, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) I will not support (laughs) Michael Bay. I hate that movie, (laughs) but I would rather watch that. Zombieland. Oh, this this. Absentia. Oh. Someone gave that a zero. Someone legitimately <laughs> gave that a zero. Matt gave it a zero. Yeah. <laughs> that was the. I uh, think by default, I would watch this. Oh, man. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Either. Uh, Practical Magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Practical Magic because it's shorter. <laughs> also, because every time I think of Practical Magic, now I hear Mike talking about Sandra Bullock nips. Yes. So. Uh, Clown. Oh, this. Oh. Yeah, the yeah, foreign this one. Uh, this one. pedophile movie. Yes, this one. Yeah, this Oof. for sure. Oof. Or last one, Pootie Tang. This. <laughs> oh, boy, this. Pootie. Sadate. Pootie Tang. <laughs> I'd pick Pootie Tang. Oh, man. So 3.42 for... By the way, guys, I'm making this a new thing. I'm going to try movies That's I've never fine. seen. You do so uh, we may get movies we like, but we get, may, may get more stinkers like this one. You so. just be prepared for us to hate them. You, uh, I'm fine with that you, as long you, as you're experiencing a new movie. Do you have yes. any ideas for your pick next week, Mike? Oh, plenty. 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 The Purple Rose of Cairo. One of my friends recommended that. I might yeah. pick it. I don't know. I've never seen a Woody Allen film. Huh. So. This is Jeff Dan- That's Jeff Daniels' movie? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, I have no idea. Uh, but 3.42 for Childhood of a Leader. Join us on Thursday for a review of um, Winter's, Winter's Boner. Yes, Winter's Bone. <laughs> That's the Jennifer Lawrence film. So, uh, in the meantime, go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com, and request a movie right on our homepage, guys. Uh, someone on the show. Tell your Tell friends. Your friends. Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a... Sir, I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.